Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Welcome to another edition of Corbin versus the World. I am your hero, Corbin David Albaugh, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow on this week, whatever, of the 2020 experience. The big story this week is protesters. The honeymoon period of nationwide lockdown is apparently over as hundreds upon hundreds of red-blooded, liberty-loving morons have descended on urban areas across the country, including our lovely Denver, to protest en masse the countrywide stay-at-home orders. They have decided that one and a half months of captivity is enough, goddammit. They are bored with day drinking and Duck Dynasty reruns, and they are ready to take this country back, goddammit. They don't need some fancy pants city slicker telling them they can't go to the Fuddruckers anymore. They're gonna protest these orders the same way they protest everything, by strapping a hunting rifle to their saggy, sweaty chest, hanging Confederate flags on their pickup trucks and aggressively loitering with all their drinking buddies in front of City Hall because Fox News told them to. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We deserve this goddamn virus. The biggest and most notable of those protests, and I believe the first, took place in Michigan earlier this year, which makes sense considering Michigan has hardly been affected by the virus. Uh, Just kidding. Over 2,000 people have died there so far. Yeah, I probably should have expected that. Uh, That reminds me, since I played the music, uh, Brian Dennehy is also dead. He was the dad in Tommy Boy, and he probably did other things too. I thought he was dead for the longest time, but he is dead now. And so are a number of other people. That concludes this segment of People Who Are Dead Now. So, you know, it's still just a little bit of a big deal over there in that there, Michigan. But that has not stopped all of these freedom-loving protesters from showing up in droves and endangering their safety. If you haven't already seen it, the, the photo that they took of the protesters and they're screaming right outside the window, the one that looks like something out of Dawn of the Dead, I have a feeling that that shit is going to end up in history textbooks 100 years from now if we're still kicking around that time. And I guess if it's 100 years from now, they won't be history textbooks books there'll be like holographic history data pads and they'll be available for purchase through disney Emma, google lockheed martin corp who will run the world by that point but anyway you know they'll see students in that time will see those pictures and they'll ask the same questions that we do when we see shit like the salem witch trials where we're like wow were they really that dumb back then and yeah the thing is we we were that dumb but you know what mr future high school smartass You, too, will probably be dumb about something. I bet you don't know about the invisible quantum hammer at the center of Alpha Centauri. Yeah, didn't know about that, you stupid moron. So shut your future face. Go pay your penance to World Secretary Bezos, too, or whatever you do in the future. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Protesters dumb. 
This is the shit that white people do when they think that they're being oppressed. And I am ashamed for us. I'm ashamed for all of America, as per usual. And, you know, I, I get with the protesters, I get that you want to flex that good old American rural spirit that I've talked about on the show. But once again, I cannot state this enough. It is not martial law when you can go to the gas station and get a Gatorade whenever you want. It is still technically a free country. No one is trying to take your rights away. We are trying to save lives right now, including yours, for some reason. If you want to stay in, like, this is so easy. If you want to stay in, smoke meth, play Call of Duty for 36 hours while ignoring your eight screaming toddlers, do it. Just stay home. That's fine. We're not we're not going to bother you. You don't have to go out and break rocks to build a monument to Nancy Pelosi. We're not asking you to do that. Just stay home. And bonus points, and this is this is just a pet peeve of mine in, in protesting general, bonus points to all the nerds that come out to things like these dressed in the V for Vendetta Guy Fox masks like there are a bunch of cosplayers. I bet the Wachowski sisters feel so proud that they've given a fashion icon to a legion of mouth-breathing redneck nerds with prosecution complexes. And it really shows how much we've regressed as a culture, in my opinion, because, you know, back in the 1960s, protesters were fashionable as hell. Hippies, Black Panthers, punks, dressed to the nines, iconic looks fashion icons. The best we can do in 2020 now is dressing like we're fucking comic book characters because we are infant children. They might as well wear Deadpool costumes since, you know, it's a protest and not Comic-Con. Anyway, grow up. But I'm not altogether unsympathetic, despite all of my evidence to the contrary. I understand the fear. I understand the the emotions that, that these protesters are going through. They want to go back to work. They want to be able to make money, provide for their families, and maybe, yeah, afford that bitch a new suspension for their pickup truck. But I get it. I get it, okay? It's a shit situation for them. They can't work. It's a shit situation for a lot of us. We can't work. But the blame does not lie with the stay-at-home order itself. The blame lies in the fact that our economy is built to keep us all a paycheck or two from total self-destruction. And now we find ourselves in our current situation. And that didn't happen overnight. And that had nothing to do with the virus. That took decades and decades of work to accomplish by various horrible people across all professions and political leanings. But that is a much more complicated answer than it's all the liberals fault or it's all the government's fault. But these people have been conditioned to only accept simple answers to their problems. So they lash out at the stay at home order because it's the closest thing that they can see. They do their little Confederate cosplay and put themselves and everyone they encounter in danger. So I don't blame the protesters necessarily. I think that they're dumb, but I don't think that the blame lies with them. I blame Fox News, I blame the media outlets, I blame all the, you know, conservative bobbleheads out there that just take advantage and manipulate these people into doing their bullshit bidding. I don't see anyone, I don't see Sean Hannity out there endangering his life. I don't see Rush Limbaugh out there threatening his his health either. They just sit in their mansions and then they try and rouse the rabble to do shit like this. And, you know, you have people like our president screaming that we need to liberate these states. Liberate them from what? Safety? It's just, you know, the game plan revolves around convincing these people that the big mean Democrats, who I guess are in charge all of a sudden, I didn't know that, but the Democrats are coming to take their guns and their religion and their rights away and it's only a matter of time now before some dumbass out of this crowd does something really stupid. So... We'll just see how that all pans out. Anyway, that's my sunny day forecast for the next few weeks. The stay-at-home order isn't going away anytime soon, and these people are only going to get angrier. So, while you are contemplating this bleak future, here's tunes. 
This is a new song by Will Toledo, Mr. Car Seat Headrest himself. This is a fun little yelpy piece of work, and the track is called Hollywood.
you I will burn in fire The shaking is new But I'll find you My body will be clean Show me what to do Give me time to cry Give me long nights through All the great ones change And the feet still bleed What's the sinking faith In this token secret Train to think Somebody really cares Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. That last song you heard was by brand spanking new 2000s indie rock supergroup called Muzz, M-U-Z-Z. That is Paul Banks from Interpol, Matt Barrick, the very good drummer man in The Walkman, and Josh Kaufman, who is a very prolific musician in his own right. He's currently playing with Bonnie Light Horseman, which is a nice little folky group. Who I'm sure I will play on this show at some point. Who knows? Tune in next week to find out. That track you heard was called Red Western Sky. Before that, you heard the song Grave by a French band called Junior off their very, very good album Une, Deux, Trois. And that's about as much French as I know. And leading us off was Hollywood by Car Seat Headrest. And uh, it took me a little bit to jump on the hype train, but I'm officially engaged for his new album that is called Making a Door Less Open, which I think is a great album title. And that is out May 1st. Uh, so very, very soon. And I'm very excited. 2020 is proving to be a fantastic year for music. 
and literally nothing else. Speaking of fantastic music, Fiona Apple's new album, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, dropped last Friday, and I will be playing a track from that at the end of this episode. It is a fantastically, breathtakingly wonderful piece of work, and it's basically Fiona Apple hitting the shit out of everything in her house and her piano and like rap scat screaming about all of her emotions. And if you cannot vibe with that, then are you even living the 2020 experience, my dudes? That's my question, and that is my album recommendation for the week. But also, if you're into that whole future pop sound, check out Rina Sawayama's new album called Sawayama, which is oh so fun to say, and that is filled with some wonderful banging tracks as well. It's a perfect album to dance the dystopia away, and it helps ease the burn on my part of Grimes' new album, being as mediocre as it was, and I was really hoping that she could carry the torch on that. Shots fired at Grimes, but I think she can handle it. She's got all that dirty musk money now. Anyway, there's a lot of great music coming out right now, just none of it really being performed live, and it will likely remain that way for some time now. Unfortunately, the mayors of New York and LA have already gone on the record to say that gatherings over a thousand people are completely out of the question for the rest of the year, which pretty well sticks a fork in the big festivals and the mega tours and all that jazz. Rest in peace, Woodstock 51. Clearly, God did not want that My Chemical Romance reunion to take place. And then even in Denver, they're saying that the stay-at-home order could last another two to four months, so we can reasonably assume that we're going to have those same restrictions moving forward. Uh, So what it's looking like is that the live streamed show from the living room from the garages is going to become the new normal for a little while. So I hope you enjoy getting these peaks inside your favorite artists lives and living domiciles. Now, some artists are getting a little bit more creative than just streaming from home. They are harnessing the power of the 21st century to bring you concerts through your video games. We are living in the future. Hooray. The game Minecraft has become an unlikely ally for indie musicians as it has played host to a number of virtual concerts that take place in the game world. For those of you who are super old or lack younger family members or students to educate you on this topic, Minecraft is a video game where you build stuff with other stuff. I think that's pretty much the gist of the game. Whenever I see people playing it, they're just hitting shit with a pickaxe. And then whatever stuff they're hitting, they use that to build other stuff. And you can make cities and the pyramids and and your house. I don't know. It's cool. I wish I could make fun of it, but I just got done playing Red Dead Redemption, which features such thrilling mini games as fishing and milking your cows and cleaning up horse shit in the stables. So I really can't throw stones. We have clearly come a long way since Pong. But anyway... There have been plenty of notable bands who have either announced concerts or have played through the Minecraft portal already. Legendary emo band American Football played a set in the game a couple of weeks ago. And there are a number of virtual festivals coming up this weekend that will be streaming, including Block by Block West. That's actually what it's called. And that's going to feature a lot of punky type bands. You're going to have idols health, even Pussy Riot's going to be playing a set, which is going to be fantastic. I don't know how that's going to gel with the fairly G-rated Minecraft world, but hey, more power to them. On the more sugary pop side of the spectrum, uh, 100 Gex has announced their own Minecraft-based festival, and that is called Square Garden, that will feature 100 Gex, all of the Gex, along with the entire PC Music Brigade, A.G. Cook, Girlfriend of the Year, Caro Caro Benito, all those fun groups. And if you don't know any of those bands that I was just talking about, then you need to get with it, Grandpa. Well, basically what I'm saying is that you might want to learn how to play Minecraft this week if you want to stay hip. It is hip to be square. 
So, anyway, here's tunes. This is Lido Pimienta and her song, Nada.
espíritu llenando el vacío Vamos habitándolo con cuerpo, abriendo el camino Mil voces llenas de espíritu llenando el vacío Invita a flotar Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing Vido Pimienta and her song Nada. Next, we had the band Balon and their track La Nueva Ciudad, which translates to the new city because I'm getting really good at Duolingo and I want to show off. And finally, we had Femina and her track Arriba. So now that we are in our penultimate segment before more tunes, I'm going to talk about wrestling one more time just because it keeps ending up in the news. Professional wrestling, or rather WWE, was designated an essential service by Florida governor and dipshit of the year candidate Ron DeSantis this past week. This will allow WWE to continue filming their weekly shows and their spooky empty performance center for as long as it takes these stay-at-home orders to end. So, on one hand, hooray! Unlimited wrestling! But on the other hand, this does mean that their employees and the wrestlers will have to continue putting themselves in harm's way until this is over. But 
honestly, I feel like that pretty much goes part and parcel with being a pro wrestler. You're not going to find a lot of regard for personal safety with people who fall through tables professionally. That's just my opinion. Vince McMahon was also made an advisor to Donald Trump in a true meeting of the minds that took place earlier this week. Not making that up. And I'm sure that they spent some time reminiscing about Donald Trump's appearance at WrestleMania a decade ago while the world continues to burn. Hooray. So I have a lot of conflicting emotions about this, obviously, and I'd like to share them with you. There's been a lot of outrage and moral indignation about all of this, mainly from people who have not been paying attention to Vince McMahon or WWE for literally their entire lives. I want you to keep in mind, this is the same guy who continued a pay-per-view show after one of his wrestlers died in the middle of the ring. Same guy who has taken millions of dollars to do shows in Saudi Arabia, who have a very checkered history with human ethics and human rights. Same guy whose wife has been on Trump's cabinet and has been able to play the game of Survivor long enough to make it through the whole term. So it is not exactly news to me when Vince or WWE does something kind of scummy or sociopathic. It's kind of in character. Uh, and not just his pro wrestling character, I mean his real character. And for me personally, pro wrestling is one of those things where I have to put my personal politics in a nice little compartmentalized box underneath the bed so it doesn't interfere with my enjoyment of it. That's just who I am as a person. I call that box the Kanye box, or at least I used to before it became physically impossible for me to make apologies for him anymore. Now, I think I call it the McMahon box. And I feel like everyone has to one or two artists or organizations or entertainment, whatever, that they have a McMahon box for. You know, I feel like that's true. And if I'm wrong, then my sense of ethics is probably just rotten to the core. And neither scenario would really surprise me. Story, spark notes, am I upset about WWE being scummy and, and doing these things? Yeah, yeah, of course. Am I going to stop watching wrestling? No, no. But don't be ludicrous. That's just silly. Silly Billy Billikins. And if you have a problem with that, then I'm sorry. I really don't care. Anyway, here's more tunes. Hooray. This is Retirement Party and their song, Runaway Dog. Teacher. 
the old days more and more The pettiness of my life and the way it was If I speak to you through a dream Would you hear me? Battery 
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing a fun, punky, angsty trio of tracks. First, we heard Runaway Dog by Retirement Party. Then we had Lost in the Country by Trace Mountains. And rounding us out was the appropriately titled band Stay Inside and their song Ivy. And now that we have reached the end of the episode, as is customary, let me once again give the social media shouts out that we all know and love. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Corbin versus the world and to follow our station at NOCO FM on the Instagrams. Also be sure to follow me on Twitter at Corbin D Alba for all my daily musings and shit posts and all that fun stuff. And finally, for my longer formed intellectual pieces and also shit posts, check out my blogger Reno at www.corbinversustheworld.com. That's VS versus. And as promised earlier in the show, I will be ending the show with a track off Fiona Apple's rampagingly good album, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. It's one of those albums where I know I'm going to find a new favorite song every week. But right now, the winner is the track that I'll be playing in just a moment called Heavy Balloon. Next, we'll have a song by Denver artist Midwife. And that track is called Anyone Can Play Guitar off of her very good new album. And finally, we will have the artist Halfwaif and her song Siren rounding us out for the day. So I hope that you enjoy these tracks that I have curated for you and all the other ones that came before. Check you next week, friendos. Stay inside. Stay safe. Appreciate you.
This has been a production of NOCO FM.